guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode, another podcast. Um, today, I want to share a few thoughts on some principles that I found to be important to understand and apply when it comes to connecting with the youth, connecting with teenagers. And I'm not perfect, and I don't know everything, and I'm young. But in teaching seminary and being a youth mentor and, and just being with the youth in different capacities, there's just a few things that stands out and a few things that I feel to be very important. So hopefully I can bring some value to uh, maybe any, any parents or teachers of the youth or youth mentors. Um, again, I, this is nothing new and I, I don't know everything. I just have really seen these to be important and I think whenever we're we have important principles it's important not just to learn them and understand them but also to re- remember them and so hopefully this can bring some value to someone but the first principle is the the principle of love and not just love but the fact that and maybe some of you have heard this saying but just the fact that love is spelled t-i-n-e and i was talking to a guy at the gym the other morning and i always loved talking to parents who have older kids and asking them, you know, what advice would you share with your younger parent self? What, what do you wish you understood more when you were, when you just started having kids? And, or as you're, when you, you know, when you first started having some teenagers. And he told me, he told me this, and it's something that I hear from a lot of parents. It's uh, time. And it's just spending time with the teenagers and that and and he said sometimes you got to drag them to whatever you got going on and you go to their stuff you go to whatever they got going on whether it's a school play or sports or activity whatever it is he said he mentioned that his dad had never really gone to stuff with him and he wasn't very close with his dad so he decided I'm going to be at all my kids stuff I'm going to do all I can to put them first and I just think that's so powerful, and I'd like to invite you as well, just to try to remember what what are your favorite things about your parents when you were a teenager. What are your favorite memories? Well, what's a favorite memory that you've that you've had with a parent? And I'd almost guarantee that one or two of those memories that you thought of it was more of the experience that you remember, more of the experience that you cherish rather than an item or a gift or money that your parents provided you. We're grateful for those things, but I think it's the experiences that hold more weight, that hold more value, that have more pull. And we get those experiences from spending time with each other. You're not going to have any experiences with someone without having the time. And so... I love this quote. There's there's this powerful quote that I heard. I, I think is out as I was preparing to teach seminary, and some of you might have heard it, but it says they don't care what you know until they know that you care. Again, they don't they don't care what you know until they know what you care, and I think this is so true, especially for a teenager. I think sometimes when I was a teenager, you could be giving, someone could be giving me the most important advice in the world. Like, it's crucial that I listen to this this advice. But if I don't feel care and love from the person, it's going to be a lot harder for me to take that in. 
And so just a side note too, something that I think of is a lot of times when we're around teenagers and we want to influence the youth, a lot of times before we even know them, we're quick to give them advice. And I'd say, stop it. Don't do that. Don't think about giving advice right away because a lot of times they're not going to listen to you until they know that you care and and until they know that you love them. And I remember one of my, uh, just a big time mentor for me who taught, who really helped me and trained me to teach seminary. His name's Ramey Remington. And he would explain to me and the other student teachers, those, uh, you know, when it comes to those first few days of teaching, he said, don't take the first day and tell them all about you because they really don't care and and it made sense to me and I saw that that the youth it's really hard for them to care um, and to really give you a lot of their attention until they see that you care about them and that you're trying to bring them value that you're trying to help them and I think when it comes to building relationships with the youth you really got to be in it for the long game it's really a war not just a battle and so how do we do this how, how do we live this principle of love is spelled t-i-m-e how do we make the most out of well after we make the time you know what are some things we can do to make the most of that time so i just have a couple thoughts on that i'd like to share number one is get interested in what they're interested in and i remember i was listening to stephen covey talk about how he was trying to help a parent who was trying to connect uh, with their son. And Stephen Covey advised him to, to do this, to get interested in what the son was interested in. And, and the parent said, well, it's baseball, and I don't know anything about baseball. I don't like baseball. And Stephen Covey said, well, you've got to care about baseball as much as your boy does, and you've got to do it because, uh, because your boy, because your boy cares about baseball. And I've seen this to be very powerful in my experience in teaching seminary. I, re- I remember uh, there's this kid that, that I just love. He's just this amazing kid in one of my classes. He would come to class before anyone. My, my class was right after lunch. He'd be there already when I showed up. So I'd, so I'd be there setting up the class and he'd just be there. And sometimes he'd have his head down or be on his phone. But I just, I was trying to get to know him and talk to him. And at first he was kind of like, you know, whatever, didn't really listen to me. But I started asking him about what he was into and he started talking about, he, well, he said he was into video games and I was like, I'm not really into video games. I mean, I played video games when I was younger, but it's mainly just like sports like Madden or NBA 2K or whatever. And he was into some different games, but I decided to get interested and to get curious about these games. I didn't know what the heck else to talk to him about. But he kept talking about these games, so I started asking. And as I started asking, and he started explaining what he liked about these games and these different games he was playing, and they were kind of weird. They had some kind of cats in there, or robots, and Minecraft, and all sorts of... And I didn't—I wasn't really into those games. I didn't really care about the games, but I cared about him. And as I showed interest in what he was talking about, me and him started to build a relationship. And, um, and then sometimes after class, he would come and talk to me about the video games or he talked to me about other things going on in his life and even to a point where he started opening up about his family life and some of the struggles that he has going on at home but I know that we wouldn't have got to that point unless there was that um, that act of me just trying to be interested in what 
he was interested in. And so I think that's important. The second thing I think that is very important is to compliment and praise the teenagers for the things that they're doing good. Now, I think this is super, this is just big time because the teenagers, they have all sorts of people telling them that they're not good enough and that they need to be better. A lot of times with good intentions, right? They got coaches and parents and teachers and leaders telling them what they can do better. Now, but the the thing is, is they don't hear compliments. They don't hear praise um, as much as they're hearing those other things. And so a lot of times, you know, the, the teenagers are kind of depressed and down. And so I think a lot of one thing that one way that we can really bring value is compliment them and praise them for what they're doing good. Now, I'm not saying lie. I'm not saying over exaggerate. I'm just saying pay attention to them. Look at what's going on and pick point out the good, even if it's something super small. Point out the good and and then um, compliment them, praise them for that thing. And and I've just seen that to to be to be very impactful. And I know in my life, and I'd invite you, encourage you to think about in your life, to think about some of the people who have been very impactful. I guarantee you, those are going to be people that have complimented you and praised you for your effort. The third thing, and this kind of goes with both of those, but asking good questions and then listening. And when I say good questions, I mean questions where that you don't know the answer to. Questions where you're not looking for an answer. Just questions where you're trying to get to know them and see where they're at. See what they're worried about. See what they love. See what they're spending their time on. And then just listening. Just being an ear to listen. There's... Um, a lot of times when I first started teaching seminary, I would, I would pass out these index cards and I would ask them um, a couple questions about the relationship with the parents. I would ask them, are, are, you, are you very open with your parents? Do you go to your parents when you have struggles or challenges? And about, I'd say about 80 to 85% of the time, they'd say no. And then when, I, when I'd ask why, They would say, because the parent does not listen to me, or the parent doesn't understand me. And you and I both know parents love their kids. It's just a lot of times the kids don't perceive that love, and they don't perceive their parents as listening to them and understanding them. And so I think when it comes to influencing the youth for good and connecting with them, it's so important to really just listen. And don't try, don't even try to say anything. Just listen. And another thing about that, you'd be amazed at how good they are and how smart they are if you just listen to what they're saying. And it means so much to them when they have someone to listen and to understand. And so that's that's what I'd say is the first main principle. Love is spelled T-I-M-E. I hope there's some things in there that can bring some value now this leads us to our next principle and that is to be vulnerable to be vulnerable and to be open and so why why would this be important why is this principle important when it comes to connecting with the teenagers i've come to see and understand that teenagers they're so scared and i remember from when i was a teenager they're so scared of being judged by others they're so scared of being embarrassed And I'd like to ask you, do you remember what it's like to be a teenager? 
and, 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 and this too, because I think we forget about this. But do you ever remember when you're a teenager, just or maybe even now, but just feeling like, like uh, when you walk in a room, everyone's kind of looking at you. Like people are just kind of looking at you, judging. You start to think of, oh shoot, did I do my hair good? Am I wearing the right thing? Do I have a pimple? Do I? And this is a real thing. It's called a personal fable, and it's something developmentally that just studies have found that teenagers they they feel like everyone's watching them, and so they're constantly putting up these walls and these barriers to protect themselves from embarrassment and, and people judging them. And so something that's important about being vulnerable is that is just to understand when you're open and vulnerable with a teenager, you're sending the message to them that you're not going to hurt them. And when that happens, walls and barriers start to come down because they understand they don't have to protect themselves. And when you're open and when you share, and I'll talk a little, a little bit about sharing in a little bit, but um, it's good for them to have some dirt on you to be honest. I mean, think about your best friend. The friends that we're closest to are the ones that know our secrets, right? They're the ones that know what we're worried about and we trust them because usually we know something about them too, right? So that vulnerability, that openness, it takes us deeper into a relationship. And to an extent, that is important when it comes to connecting with the teenagers. Now for me, uh, just a personal experience it was very difficult for my parents and I to connect on a high level when I was younger for a lot of reasons. But one of the big reasons was um, there was very little vulnerability. I was not very open with them about stuff and they were not very open with me. At least that's what I remember. But the thing is, is once we started being more vulnerable and open and honest, we got we got so much closer. And a lot of that happened on my mission. I started being more open and and honest with them about things that I experienced when I was younger and mistakes and different things. And as I did that, then my parents started being open and vulnerable about their struggles and their mistakes when they were a teenager. And it helped me to grow so much closer to them. And I know that it's tough for parents to be open and vulnerable because they want that to keep that quote unquote, that respect, that authority. Right. And, and I think sometimes parents, I mean, parents have expressed to me that if they're too open or too vulnerable, they're going to lose some of that. And my response would be, I think it's worth it to give up a little bit of that, quote unquote, authority um, and respect for a deeper connection, for a deeper friendship, a deeper relationship with the kids. And on the other end, it's hard for kids, for teenagers to be open with their parents because a lot of times there's fears or they put their, you know, they put their parents on a pedestal or leaders on a pedestal and they have these fears that hold them back from being open and vulnerable. But if, if it's coming from both sides, then that relationship is deepened. Again, back to the best friend, right? It's going to take one of the best friends to start being a little bit more open. Then it's kind of like a give and take. And so I think, I don't know, it's always different, but um, this vulnerability, this openness, it has to start on one of the sides, either on the teenager's end or the parent's end. And, and uh, also just in other relationships, a teenager to a leader or a teenager to a mentor or a, a teacher. And so how do we do this? How do we get vulnerable? How do we have this, this principle 
openness and vulnerability in that relationship with the teenagers. Well, we got to be open and honest and we got to share struggles, but we can't, we don't have to be too specific, right? But we got to be specific enough to let them know that you're human and imperfect. And I think there's value in sharing struggles that we faced when we were teenagers, like sharing that with the teens that we're trying to influence, trying to help. Even I'd say bonus points if you can share a struggle that the teenager is going through right now. Now I'm not, and and, and there's a caution with this though, because a lot of times if we hear a teenager say, oh, like I struggle with this, we're so quick to be like, oh, it's okay, just do this, right? But is that the best way to learn? I mean, just to have someone tell you what to do? No, no. So I'd say don't. Don't just be so quick to slap some some band-aid advice on a teenager who's struggling with something that you did. But instead, be able to share your experience, maybe share something that helped you, and share your journey so it, it invites them rather than tries to compel them to do what you did, right? Now, I think another thing that can help you be open and vulnerable with teenagers is to share things that you're currently worried about and stressed about. The cool thing about the teenagers is usually they try to jump on it. They try to jump on that that issue, that concern, and they try to help out. It's so funny. There's been so many times in my seminary class when I talk about like struggles with dating or just experiences with dating. And just like that, the students turn into my relationship therapist. They're just, they're, they're just well, what the girls say or what'd you say? Or, or did you text or call or, ooh, that's weird. Maybe don't do that. Or, um, and then they'll be there in the, to encourage me too, to, to say, you know what, you, like you're worth it. You know, like you're a good guy, Brother Famasili. Like you have a lot to offer. They're, they're just there as my therapist. And it's so cool because they want to help. And I know that's kind of a silly example, but they really, they just want to help. And just a side note to kind of wrap this one up. We will never have a chance to be vulnerable and open if we're not first doing that first principle of putting in the time to listen to them and to be with them, right? A lot of times I think it's good for us to wait um, to slap on the advice until they start asking us. But you better be ready for when they start asking you for advice. Because once you get into that, 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 that part of the relationship of them asking you, they're not going to stop. And so, so this of, of being open and vulnerable leads us to this next principle of once we have that relationship and once we have that love and we have that care, they, they care about us, we care about them. Now it's time to share. And so I'd say the next principle is share your truth and bring value to them, bring value to the teenagers to share your life experiences and to be real about it. I mean, be real about the struggles, be real about the, su- the success, be real about the journey to share those experiences. Wish, share some things that you wish you understood when you were a teenager. Share some things that have helped you. And maybe if there's something you wish you understood when you're younger and you have the way that you're able to you know, figure that out later, share that too. But another caution, I mean, don't just share or tell them what you think that they should do in their own situation or their own circumstance. I'd I'd encourage and urge, don't just try to solve their problems or answer their concerns, right? That's for them. That's for them to figure out. We're just there to help and support and to give principles. It's up to them 
to take what we share and to apply them. And so we don't want to just answer all their questions. We want to lead them to the process of answering their questions, but we don't just want to do it all for them. Right? Teach them how to fish. And, um, and yeah, I, I just say, again, back to what I said, share what you did in that tough circumstance, that tough situation, rather than just... And, just, and share how it helped you. I'd encourage... We don't want to just be another person that's telling them what to do. They have the parents. They have parents and teachers and leaders telling them what they need to do. They got those. But it's more powerful when we take that mental role of just sharing our experience, what we did, what helped us. And if the kid, if the teenager's on point and it's re- and they're ready to change, they're going to take what, the principles that we share and they will apply them into their lives. Okay? So share your truth and bring value. That's the last thing. So just in conclusion and wrapping up. I just, I know and feel and believe that these are all important. Again, these are not new things, right? This is going to be reminders for uh, a lot of, a lot of us. But I really know and feel that in this order, these principles can really increase our ability to connect with the teenagers and to build rapport with the teenagers. I'd like to encourage us to remember that the youth are so amazing and they're, they're more amazing than we think. And they're far more amazing than how they perceive themselves. So I promise we can better connect with and influence the teenagers for good if we can give them love, right? The T-I-M-E. As we're vulnerable and as we share our truth, as we bring value to them. And so I'd encourage you to, whatever it looks like in your life, to apply these principles and apply any thoughts or feelings, impressions you've had while you've been listening. And thank you so much again for listening if you're still here. And I'd like to ask you just this last question as we go. Therefore, what? What might you stop doing in your efforts to connect with the teenagers? And maybe what will you start doing? How can we be better? And just in closing, my parting words are just, if you're listening to this, it, it shows that you're, you're so amazing already, that you have a desire to impact and to bless and strengthen the youth. And so I want to say thank you for that. I want to say that anything that we can do that is in our power to be intentional and purposeful about connecting with and helping the youth, I just promise it'll, it'll go such a long way. And um, I just thank you for listening and hope you have a blessed day. See you next time.